to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 32 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I'm Justin. And we have yet another tale of woe. I think I have the worst luck in the world when it comes to getting damaged items. After we recorded last episode, I decided to take photographs of the Hot Toys Superman to go in our photo gallery. I mean, again, DC, but since we talk a lot about Hot Toys, I thought I'd take a few pictures so people could see. And once I got it out of its packaging and started looking, he had a big dent in his forehead. What? Yeah. It's, it's almost like he had, at some point, part of his skull removed. And then scarred back together. Yes. <laughs> like he fought Doomsday and this Lost. is the result. Yeah. Now, I learned a very important lesson, though. And this is a lesson we should have learned last year because, sadly, Marjorie gives great gifts, but this is two for two hot toys given at Christmas that broke. I'd also like to point out, if you look at the number of hot toys you buy versus the number that are actually damaged, it's probably on average with everyone else. It's just because you seem to have an issue that I started last Christmas, so that's why I'm thinking that it's it's actually in line. But the very important lesson that I've learned is if you are buying a Hot Toys toy, and there's only one authorized seller in the United States, that's one, and that is Sideshow Collectibles. If you order it from anywhere else, eBay, Urban Collector, any other site, Hot Toys will not exchange it or return your money or anything like that. They will not cover any of the warranty. It has to be purchased from Sideshow. I purchased this one from UrbanCollector.com, a place I've used before and you have as well. Funny, I bought you gifts there for Christmas. And they referred me to Hot Toys. Hot Toys, in very broken English, told me that Urban Collector is not an authorized reseller, so I had to go back with Urban Collector, who were astounded that Hot Toys didn't take care of their customer. They agreed to do a, an exchange, or actually a refund, because they were out of the Superman. But you had a fight. I did have a fight, because first of all, they filed a claim with UPS that it was damaged during shipment. It was not damaged during shipment. The box was perfect. All, three boxes. Exterior box, the cardboard Hot Toys box, and then the Superman decorative box. Not a scratch on them. So they're fooling UPS right there, but I think that they had no other recourse, and I think they're a small company, to be honest, and this is what they had to do. So I had to fight them on that. So they finally claimed the damage with UPS. Then I shipped it up, and it comes with this really weird little two-triangle part of the Fortress of Solitude. It's so the box can be the Superman logo S, which is a diamond, but still stands, so they have, like, the Fortress of Solitude base that folds up and you put it in with it. And Arnie couldn't get into the box. He was flipping it all different ways, or maybe he didn't flip it, and that was the problem. But I went in, immediately put it in the box, got it all taped up, ready to go. So I know that piece was in there. UPS picked it up. I, and I emailed Urban Collector because I didn't hear anything for like a week. And I said, hey, UPS picked this up last Tuesday. Where's my refund? And then they said, well, once we get confirmation that it was picked up. Oh, I'm like, all right. So they finally got confirmation the same day later on that it was picked up. And then told me that part of the package was missing. So until all the pieces were returned, they couldn't give me my money back. 
I immediately challenged him on it because I know that piece was in there. Then they came back and said that they took the Superman out of the package and he looks exactly like the others they have in their warehouse. Which, first of all, they told me they didn't have any and that's why they couldn't <laughs> do me uh, an exchange as they didn't have any more. So somewhere someone's lying there. I don't know where. I sent them a very high-res image of the dent with it circled in red. And the next email I got from them said, I got a refund, including shipping. Now, here's the thing with Hot Toys. I love their products, but by loving their products, it's like being Rihanna with Chris Brown. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because they don't love you back the same way. And... Their stuff is fragile. Later this episode, I'm going to be reviewing a war machine I got. It needs to go back. It has paint problems. So that's the three I know of. And the problem you run into is Sideshow makes deals with... There's a local store in my town that Sideshow will sell to, and they're an authorized Sideshow retailer. And they get hot toys and then resell them. And they get them at an extraordinary discount for volume purchases. And when you buy it from them, Hot Toys will not help you. And so you're at the mercy of that store to replace a refund. And in the case of last year's Mech Test Tony Stark, I forget where you bought it from. I don't remember where I bought it from. Justin, do you remember? They were very nice, but they were out of them. Mm-hmm. And so they had to give a refund. And the problem was you it was the cheapest place online. So to get another one was to co- spend quite a bit more. This year, Urban Collector dicked us around. And Sideshow is a little bit more expensive. And full disclosure, Sideshow is an affiliate. If you go to MarveliciousToys.com and click the Sideshow link, we get money and it helps keep us on the air. So anything you buy from Sideshow helps us out if you use our link. But when it comes to Sideshow items, I actually buy them a lot from other places because they're cheaper. If it's a sideshow maquette or something like that, there's not an exclusive. But when it comes to hot toys, I've said this on the show before, and I guess Marjorie didn't listen because she's my wife and that's her prerogative. Yeah. But I'm sorry, are you talking right now? Exactly. (laughs) Only buy hot toys from sideshow because sideshow has the single best customer service I've ever seen in a collectibles company. I honestly thought I was okay since Urban Collector was selling them. I thought since I wasn't buying it on eBay that I was okay because I know they don't cover eBay purchases, any kind of auction site. I honestly thought it was okay with Urban Collector. I really did. Because I think that's what you said is don't buy it on eBay. Yeah, you have to buy from an authorized reseller. And when you go to Hot Toys, if it's not from Sideshow, the only authorized reseller, they will not provide you support. And I want to tell a story. It's a Star Wars story, because, but it's perhaps the best customer service story I've ever heard. And that's somebody on our Star Wars Action News forums bought the exclusive Jabba the Hutt Sideshow 12-inch. The exclusive came with a chalice that he held in his hand. And the chalice fell and broke. And the person came to our forums and was like, does anyone have the chalice and doesn't want it? I realize it's because it's the exclusive piece. I'm going to pay out the wazoo. But I broke mine. I really want another one. Can anyone help me out? And somebody said, you know, I realize it's been two and a half years since you bought that item. But why don't you just contact Sideshow just in case? And so the person did, and Sideshow says, yes, we see a record of your sale. We have one. We're going to mail you another chalice for free. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. 100% of the time that I've received something damaged from Sideshow, they have made it more than right. I received a Sideshow item the other day that UPS beat up, and the base was shattered. 
shattered. It was a Stormtrooper premium format figure. And I have no worries because it's Sideshow. I got my War Machine special version from Sideshow. I have no worries because it's Sideshow. They will make it right and you don't have to deal with Hot Toys who, they don't love you back. I suppose the other side of that coin, though, is, is, you know, sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes there's a Hot Toys piece that's just not available at Sideshow anymore. Anymore. Right. And then, in those cases, caveat emptor, because if something's wrong, you're screwed. That's why I've started pre-ordering at Sideshow 100% of the time. Now, I will say, one small thing that Urban Collector did, which was nice, but it was this item was outside the return policy, because I had bought it before Christmas, probably over a month before Christmas, because we were moving at the time, and they told me it was outside their normal return policy, but I ended up getting all my money back anyway, so... Oh, that was nice, then. They didn't have to do that. That's Usually... immediately what they said first, is it's too late to return it, and I said, okay, I bought it for Christmas, I moved at the same time, and then... After Christmas, he went to display it, and that's when he discovered this. Yeah, usually they make exceptions for Christmas, but they didn't have to, and so... And I'll still buy from Urban Collector, but I'll just, again, never buy Hot Toys from anyone but Sideshow. And you only saved $20, and you had so much stress over whether they'd take it back or not. I really didn't have to. I just had to send a few terse-slash-firm emails. Tertian Firm. That used to be my nickname in high school. Uh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I ended up going to Sideshow to buy a replacement, and because it was the same price, I picked up the exclusive edition. And what is that? Uh, some kryptonite on a necklace, if I remember correctly? Yep. And it looks really bad, but it was the same price. And that's why I didn't buy it, is because I thought it looked pretty crappy. But it was the same price. All right, so with that public service announcement out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to... The Spectacular Store Report. A friend of mine was at Target in the little boy's bedding, which is one I really odd because he doesn't have a little boy in two because he's single. But he texted me and sent me a picture of a really cool Captain America pillow that they had at Target. So I made Arnie drive me over to Target immediately and pick up this Captain America pillow. And he is freaking cute. I think, Justin, didn't you say he kind of freaks you out? He does kind of creep me out a little bit. It's only because his face is so smushed looking, I guess. His face is smushed. Here's the problem and why it creeps me out. It's not just any Captain America. They're trying to make a Chris Evans pillow. They are. (laughs) Very true. And it it has the Chris Evans jaw. And so that's why it's creepy. It's not that it's smushed. It's that it's too human for a pillow. (laughs) You're right. There's some uncanny valley-ness going on here because it's almost too... It looks like a bag of skin where somebody removed the bones <laughs> he's tall too he, he's probably a good almost three feet tall he's really tall i like him though i'm not gonna put him in my bed or anything because that's really weird and creepy but and he was on clearance i believe wasn't he yeah he was normally twenty dollars down to 12 and you got that giant spider-man plush a while back the at superhero the squad so those two can hang out together but yeah i don't know that were I the decider, I don't know I would have gotten cat pillow. Well, you're not the decider and you never will be. <laughs> I think that flaccid shield might have been what made me like make the final no decision on that for myself. Honestly, they should have done the shield a little better because it kind of caves in upon itself. But I really thought that if he was free and not crammed on a shelf with other Captain America pillows, it would kind of loosen itself up. But I think what I got to do is like iron it so it is flat. It almost looks like a pizza crust. 
It's like falling on his hand. <laughs> I'm Captain Italiano. I'm making the pizza. I'm sorry you don't like my Captain America pillow. <laughs> but check that out in Target. They were on clearance and you got the last one they had. I did. It happens a lot. Perhaps the only one they had. That's very likely, too. <laughs> That's what Marjorie found the past two weeks. I found nothing. I have not bought a single thing since our last show. I went to Toys R Us many times, hearing rumors of figures, and saw they have the Spider-Man Squinkies dispenser on clearance, quote-unquote. So I thought maybe we could use a spare container, but the clearance price was more than Walmart's regular price. It was twenty four ninety nine. Does it surprise you? I don't see these selling. That's why they're on alleged faux clearance. They're everywhere. They've already been at TJ Maxx, and TJ Maxx will end up dropping their price, too. So it's, I would wait. I would play the real long game, not the Barrett long game. (laughs) Poor Barrett. (laughs) Well, speaking of Barrett, Barrett did find the Iron Spider-Man variant that keeps me going to Toys R Us, the translucent one that he called Jolly Rancher colored. So it has hit California. And Baron actually left us a voicemail with his thoughts on the figure. Hey, Marvelicious Toys crew. This is Baron, your podcast enhancer. And this is my first time calling in to be a kick-ass caller. Well, what prompted me to call in was I was looking at the Marvelicious Toys Facebook feed and saw that Justin had found some of the new Marvel Legends that had been released at Toys R Us. So I decided to go to my local Toys R Us to see if I could find that cool Ghost Rider. Unfortunately... All the Marvel Legends were gone by the time I got there. So I decided to go ahead and look at the three and three quarter inch Marvel Universe figures. And way, way, way in the back, I saw the translucent variant Iron Spider-Man. And I was so excited when I saw it that uh, I couldn't believe it was there because I didn't know if it existed or not. And it is very translucent. It's more of a kind of a... Jolly Rancher red, some people might say maraschino cherry red, (laughs) but it's really, really cool. I did notice that the gold paint on the chest, the arms, and on his spider legs that come out of his back is a little different gold than on the original. The original is more of a darker type of gold, and this gold is definitely lighter. At first, I thought the gold was a little bit lighter because of the translucency of the figure, But when looking at the legs, or the spines, the spider spines that come out the back, those are the same color gold, and it's definitely a lot lighter than the original version when comparing them side by side. So unfortunately, they only had one, or else I would have picked up a couple for, you know, for you guys, and, you know, if they would have had five, I would have picked up all five and maybe tried to help somebody out on the forums, but... I just had to give you guys a call and let you know what I found, because uh, basically this is the biggest find I've had all year. So thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon. I've been been searching for that one, too, but the Toys R Us around here just aren't stocking Marvel Universe at all. It's been the same four sad figures there since before Christmas, so hopefully that one starts to ship in pretty decent numbers soon. My problem is they have like 50 figures taking up eight pegs and it's it's all 2011 stuff with Spider-Woman and World War Hulk and Steve Rogers, Captain America. I don't think if they got new cases in, they'd have any place to put them. 
Yeah, it might be time for a two-for-one sale again at Toys R Us pretty soon. The aisles have been kind of weird, you know, between Walmart and Target. They're both kind of doing some resets and slowly putting some new stuff out here and there. But, you know, the most the most new thing I've seen lately was at Target last week. One of them had a shipper display for the Marvel Universe with that brand new Wave for 2012 in it. It had most everything in it except for Psylocke, the one figure that I still need from that wave. I've heard other people finding them too, so if you're still looking for that wave, check out Target. I found mine up near the the cash register area, but other people have been saying that they've seen them up by the actual toys, so it might be worth walking around a little bit to see if you can spot that. I also heard that these new waves of figures are showing up in mass at Disney stores if you have one in your area. You're going to pay a little more for the figures, though, so that's the call to make. I do think that these will show up, and, you know, if you're willing to wait it out, you'll find them cheaper at Walmart or Target. Exactly. That's why I'm not freaking out yet about having not seen Psylocke, because this is, you know, being the first wave, we're going to see this wave all the way through March and April. You know, it's going to keep shipping. So I'm not ready to freak out just yet, but it'll be out there. But I was a little bit surprised yesterday. I swung by Toys R Us over lunch, and I found five of the seven new Marvel Legends figures sitting there in a shipper box, just ready for me to go purchase. And of course, two were missing, so my day wasn't finished yet. I had to still track down a Steve Rogers and a Thor figure. But even more shocking was when I took them up to the register to find out that Toys R Us wants $18 a piece for these things. Oh my God. Yeah. But luckily, I had a whole bunch of Rewards R Us dollars saved up from binging and purging over the Christmas holidays, and I was able to get about $40 off of the entire purchase. Pretty nice, and I really think that that's not going to be that much more expensive than regular stores. We were talking about it. I pre-ordered that case from Entertainment Earth, and at that price, it's about 13 a figure, and I'm getting a spare Iron Man that I don't need. So if you look at just the unique figures, I'm still going to be at about 15 a figure. So I bet Walmarts and Targets are going to be 16 a figure. And so you paid $2 extra a figure for figures that, A, could be difficult to find, and that way you didn't have to pay shipping either so true and you know i mean it's just we've talked about it before it's the it's the perceived value at at 18 i'm spending 20 dollars. at 15 dollars, it's like well it's not that much more than 12 you know i'm still not <laughs> super happy about 15 but i can swallow it a lot easier you know and it's pretty much in line with the toys r us two packs that they had too if you think about how that price fluctuated and those were up at 45 at their highest. Yeah, exactly. So that would be over 20 a figure, 18 a figure. And isn't that just about what they were charging for the Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor six inches? Yeah, that's where they started. And then, you know, when those things started hitting Target and Walmart and they priced them at, you know, twelve ninety nine and fourteen ninety nine, Toys R Us eventually came down. So now those Iron Man figures at Toys R Us are 15 bucks while they're 13 at Target and Walmart. So maybe the same thing will happen here. Who knows? And the nice thing is that this isn't a retail exclusive line. You know, it's going to be everywhere eventually. So we will see competitive pricing eventually. So how are they? Well, you know what? Legends are back, baby. I'm pretty excited about each and every one of these. You know, there's no there's no real huge surprises, which is, I guess, good in a way, because you don't want, like, 
the line to come back and be like, oh, yeah, check it out. We decided that articulation no longer is a concern. But <laughs> You know, Hasbro is really playing catch up with Toy Biz. And the Toy Biz Marvel Legends collectors are some of the most militant I've ever seen when it comes to we want nothing less than what Toy Biz gave us. We want nothing different than what Toy Biz gave us. Toy Biz gave us articulated fingers. You give us articulated fingers. Toy Biz gave us stunning paint jobs. You give us stunning paint jobs. If you're releasing something you call a Marvel legend, you better live up to it. And I've seen this in panels long before we did Marvelicious Toys. They don't want the three and three quarter inch figures and they demand articulation. They don't just want it. They demand it in these panels. Oh, exactly. And I've already heard people complaining that there's no toe joint on these anymore. And for me personally, I never was a fan of the toe joint. You know, that just kind of made it hard to stand if that got loose. And it's it's a little superfluous on most figures. You know, maybe on a Spider-Man where he's doing a lot of crouching or a Wolverine. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw some toe articulation in there. And same with the fingers. I would rather have these guys ready to hold whatever weapon they come with well rather than have a finger that doesn't look right without anything in it. But that's me personally. But let's take a quick look at all of these kind of in order they they are numbered and it's not it's not super obvious what number order they're in it's not like a big number on the side or anything it's actually kind of small right up on the front and then if you look on the back of the packaging they do show the whole series in order there but the first figure is steve rogers and he's almost a clone of the three and three quarter inch one we just got last year i mean same outfit same paint scheme and everything he comes with slightly different weapons. He uh, he doesn't have a, a rifle like the smaller guy, but he has a shield and two hand pistols. I've not been a fan of that outfit for him. I mean, this is since he came back from the dead and Bucky was already Captain America, so he had to find kind of a new outfit. And it looks like he just went to the off the rack versus to the superhero custom tailor. <laughs> he went to the Army-Navy surplus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I dig it. And this one seems to be based on, like, some of the Hasbro earlier versions of Marvel Legends because it doesn't have the new upper thigh cut articulation like we've seen on the Thor and stuff like that because it's still just ball joint. And, you know, personally, I'm okay if they're going to mix that in here and there. It doesn't bother me all that much on certain figures. But, yeah, he's he's got all the right articulation, the bicep, the double-hinged elbows, double-hinged knees and all that good stuff. Doesn't have the rotating ankle articulation. It's just basically ball joint. But on this one, you know, with those huge things over his calves anyway, it kind of limits the movement of his feet. So it's not a huge deal. Does he have the articulated or pre-posed fingers? They're pre-posed, and he also doesn't have wrist articulation. On this one, for some reason, the articulation is halfway up the forearm where it swivels, which is a little strange, but not all that distracting that it would make me not like the figure, I guess. Then the second figure we get is little baby Hope Summers all grossed up. She's finally a full-grown woman, and she's carrying a big-ass gun now. And a big scythe, it looks like. Or is that one nope. of the Terax pieces? That, that, that goes to Terax. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think she could hold that thing up. It's as big as she is. But yeah, this is pretty similar to the the more recent women figures that we've gotten in the you know Black Widow and all those. But I'm kind of digging her, 
her cape or shawl or whatever this is. It's got some nice movement in it. And it's got good weathering to it from the pictures you posted. I like how it looks frayed. Yeah, they did a good job on that. And she's got, you know, a good head sculpt. They did all across the board on all these. It looks like they spent some extra time on paint. You know, I didn't get any sloppy paint apps or anything like that. So I find it weird on her that she has a belly button that's visible through her outfit. <laughs> I think you said the same thing about, about Black Widow when we were looking at that, too. <laughs> maybe it's not an outfit, but maybe it's perhaps just body paint. Yes. <laughs> that's how it comes off. So, yeah, I mean, what's not coming across in the pictures is that she has a slight metallic paint job to her that seems like they painted over a little bit so it's not overly metallic and it's kind of a cool effect i kind of dig what they did there and then we get iron man i'm not sure why we need yet another iron man but this time it's extremis armor iron man because he has movies that are really big hits yes (laughs) but we also have 35 six inch iron man figures that are still on the shelf right now so but yeah at least this is a brand new sculpt you know they didn't try to sneak a one of the older Iron Man 1 figures in here as a repaint or something. So that's that's cool. And I also think that a lot of the six-inch figures we've been getting, while to scale with Marvel Legends, just don't compare to Marvel Legends when we were talking about the quality of paint and the quality of articulation. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hit and miss. They're hit and miss, but I can see what you're saying there. There's some that seem like uh, they've skimped a little bit and the paint is a little sloppy and stuff. Especially even with the, if you look at some of my comparison photos, I used the extremist looking war machine to take a picture with this one. And that one has some sloppy white stuff going on mm-hmm. around. So, And I think back especially to like the six inch Iron Man from the Iron Man 1 line that were repackaged in Iron Man 2, like that space armor and things and those just they don't compare to the legends they're just a good way to get some different outfits though yeah but yeah this this iron man is you know it's a cool design if you like this this version of the armor and he's pretty well articulated and much like the three and three quarter inch version his he's got a little bit of weird hips and i'm not too sure if i'm happy with it because i can't get his leg to go too far forward and instead of rotating at a ball joint or anything, it rotates right where the red armor meets the the gold armor. So it makes it a little hard to get him into any type of kneeling poses or anything more dynamic than just kind of spread eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to think when Tony's wearing that, though. I mean, he doesn't have great mobility. It's not like he's going to go to the gym and do squats. (laughs) But he can kneel down. You know, that's his iconic pose. When he shows up at the show, he kind of flies down and hits one knee. You have no idea how hard that was for him to do. (laughs) That iron is really stiff. I mean, it's iron. (laughs) That was Mark 3.1, the special kneeling armor. Yeah. (laughs) And then moving on, we get... Marvel's Claw. Now, when I've I've seen all of these figures at Toy Fair, now you're seeing, of course, production models, whereas what I saw were, in many cases, prototypes. But this one, I've always thought since San Diego Comic-Con last year, he looks a little spindly and slight for a legend. Yeah, and he is. You know, it's the skinnier body type that they've used. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that there's any new parts here other than maybe the head sculpt and his his ray on his on his arm but yeah he's he's super comic-y yeah but if i had to guess this might be a reused spider-man body from some point 
Yeah, and I think that that kind of form factor would work well for Spider-Man, whereas when I see Claw in it, I realize he's thin and spindly, but when you put him next to a lot of these other figures, he's the one who look I look at and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to pay 18 bucks for that. <laughs> Not much to him. Not much to him. But yeah, you know, what? what's more to say about him? It's, it's Claw. He's posable and... From the pictures, I don't know that I like how bright he's like a candy apple red, and you posed him next to his three and three quarter inch comic pack counterpart, and that seems just a slightly darker shade of red that looks less Saturday morning cartoon animation. I think that's what I'm getting off this claw figure is he looks like he'd come from a 90s cartoon series, whereas the figure in three and three quarter inch looks more 80s comic book printing newsprint. It's just he's a little too bright for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's kind of what I was saying when I was saying he's comic-y, you know, I mean, beyond the squiggle lines for his pants and the bright purple and the bright red. He just comes off, like you said, as as super comic-y. And maybe that's a choice they made, you know, with this outfit, you know. Would he try to do – hew it down a little bit to make him look cooler? It's like he's still going to look like he's got weird purple pants painted on him. So <laughs> True, but I mean they just – I think they did a better job with the darker red on the smaller figure. True, and they are they are different. You know, when you look at them side by side, the, the smaller figure is a little bit deeper shade of red and a little bit deeper purple. Keeping my eye on him for a running change, I have a feeling. Yeah, quite possibly. There, well, there are two variants in this wave that eventually will ship that we can talk about when we're done talking about the rest of them. But then we get Constrictor. Now, we've seen this Constrictor for almost two years now when they started to tease us with uh, the return of Legends. At, I think it was might have been Toy Fair a couple years ago where they showed a handful of them and then it became a fan's choice poll to see who we got. And it resulted in those two packs from Toys R Us from last year. The Constrictor was in that setup and people could vote for him. And then in the time being, we ended up getting a three and three quarter inch version of him well before these showed up. And to be honest with you, it's almost the exact same figure just blown up into legend scale. It's the same outfit, you know, with the articulation of the legends. And there's no wiry thing inside of his coils. So those things are just flopping around wherever they feel like you can't pose them at all. What I love about him is his jawline and his teeth in the pictures you posted. That is the best part. You're right. He has a great jaw, kind of like the tick. Yeah. <laughs> and those fangs, it really adds character there. If they'd gone closed mouthed with him, this whole figure would lack character. Oh, yeah. And that's just, that's another attention to detail that this whole series has paid attention to in this wave. The Even if you look up close, it doesn't look sloppy. Each of his teeth look nice and white with the the pink of his mouth behind it so pretty impressive but the body they used feels like one of the older toy biz versions because it's got that i don't know if you have any of the older ones maybe it's even a hasbro thing but where his shoulders are kind of double hinged i mean on this one it doesn't bother me because there's no paint that goes over it so you can hardly see it where it bothers me is like on a spider-man figure where the the spider logo goes over it and you pull the shoulders out and now the legs don't line up mm, yeah yeah but generally i'm not a fan of that style of articulation but here it's here it's not taking away from the figure at all ghost rider why is he blue well, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. There's going to be some variants in this wave, and eventually we're going to get an orange version of Ghost Rider. I would hope so. But right now he's blue hot and actually pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. 
Now, you're just biased because he's translucent. <laughs> he has some translucence going on for sure, and he photographs nicely. I think you'll agree. But, yeah, I don't see any reused parts here. This seems to be a 100% new figure, you know, right down to his his knee pads and his arm gauntlets and flaming head. He is a pretty pretty sweet version of Ghost Rider. Now, this is based off of, I think, the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider from Danny Ketch Ghost Rider number one at where he was all blue. And it really I, it looks like a cool figure to me. I'm a Ghost Rider fan, and I love the spiky armor with the flames coming out of the shoulder pads. And Oh, yeah. He almost looks like somebody from Guar. Remember that band, Guar? They're still around. What do you mean, remember Guar? <laughs> I saw them at Comic-Con two years ago. They're nice. awesome. <laughs> Their armor actually is really badass. And now that you say Guar, I can see that. But their t- the armor is just really cool on this figure. Not caring for the blue so much. It's pretty. It's better than the orange, but it's weird. Yeah, I think, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I think it's cool. And you know what? Actually, I take it back. He's not Guar. He looks like a Raiders fan. He looks like one of those dudes who goes to the Raiders games. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like this. I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure Barrett can find us a picture for the podcast, and then you'll see. But, yeah, the translucent part looks like it's a separate little piece that ends up getting glued onto the the skull there that makes it a cool effect you know rather than having the whole thing be translucent and painting half of it it makes it look a little more realistic if if you ever did have a skull that was on fire i think it would look something like this but one one minor complaint is is that his coat is so thick that i can't get his right arm to go all the way down it kind of impedes the movement of getting his arm to rest comfortably at his side but other than that he doesn't come with any accessories I don't know what he could come with. Maybe just like a little flame accessory to hold in his hand or something. But chain? Yeah, a chain would be cool too. I think all in all, he might be my favorite figure in the wave. He's the one who caught my eye the most at the cons too. He looks really cool. With the new movie coming up, it's easy to get excited for Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. You could hear our reviews of the old and new Ghost Rider over at NowPlayingPodcast.com, in fact, starting in February. <laughs> So those those are the six figures you need to buy if you want to build Terax. Did you forget Thor? Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thor is not necessary if you want to build Terax. He's just an extra figure. He's not numbered, and he doesn't come with a piece for Terax. Really? That's odd. Yeah. And if I wasn't doing this for the show and taking pictures to get the complete wave and up and everything, I probably would have skipped this one because it's the exact same figure that we got at Comic-Con, just slightly repainted. You know, the the hammer doesn't have the lightning effect on it. And this time Thor actually has pupils in his eyes rather than just the white. And, you know, there's some slight paint differences, but not enough to make me think, oh, I got to have both versions. So, yeah, if you're if you already have the Comic-Con one and you're only trying to build Terax, you could probably skip this Thor pretty easily. By the same token, for those who couldn't get the Comic-Con Thor, is this a suitable replacement? Well, for loose collectors, yes. If you're a package collector, obviously it just comes in the same old package as the rest of these, and you don't get the cool hammer packaging from Comic-Con. But yeah, if you're just looking for a loose one, to me it's almost better because he has the pupils. I could go either way with the hammer. But pupils. <laughs> I kind of like the metallic blue on the Comic-Con one, though, with the chest plate versus this one, which just looks more flat. Classic. Yeah. yeah. His utilitarian outfit. <laughs> it's his everyday Thor armor. Yeah, one's a Saturday night outfit and the other is like eh, every day just going to the castle. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's a matter of taste, you know. I mean, if you're not a huge Thor fan and you're just looking for a decent one to throw in your lineup, this one is a good, suitable replacement instead of spending the extra, extra money on the Comic Con version. It's the exact same figure, no modifications to any of it. And you know, the one thing I did notice, other than the paint job on the front, the cape on this one is definitely hewed down. On the Comic Con version, it was a much brighter red. So then, you don't need Thor to build Terax. How is Terax? Terax is pretty darn cool. I mean, as far as when going back into Build-A-Figure mode, it's kind of exciting to open up figures and get pieces here and there. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't super collecting Marvel Legends when they were current. I kind of came into Marvel Legends mostly after they were done. You know, there's a few waves still left when I started buying them. So this is the first time I've ever been able to go to the store and be like, hey, here's everything. I'm going to buy them all so I can build this figure. Most of the times it's, you know, ooh, I have four out of the six. I might go on eBay and try to find the arm for so-and-so. <laughs> That's why I just buy by the wave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this this Herald of Galactus is, you know, super articulated, and he's a big, tall figure and has a nice two-piece staff axe type of thing that, you can build and put in his hand. So, yeah, I mean, sculpt-wise, paint job-wise, excellent. He's got a great facial sculpt going on there, and his eyes are a metallic silver in there. He reminds me of a DC character. He reminds me of Darkseid in his looks. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. He looks like he has a bloody nose in the picture I'm looking at. It's like a big drip coming down his lip. He does have a pretty pronounced, like, I don't know, what do you call that little dent under your nose did they have a name for that there's no paint or anything there it's just it's sculpted in oh yeah the shadow in there it's called the philtrum <laughs> and the central depression is called the filtral dimple and the <laughs> are called the filtral columns the word is greek in origin and means magic potion well he has a very pronounced filtral dimple then <laughs> So yeah, all in all, I'm super glad that Marvel Legends are back, and this is a pretty darn good wave to kick them off, and I'm pretty much done with them until I see the the variant Ghost Rider, and I might skip the, there's going to be an Iron Man in blue, I think it's a stealth armor version of Iron Man eventually in this wave too. Now, let's talk about the packaging, because when the packaging was revealed, I believe it was at New York Comic Con, I heard some grumblings. I saw it there, and I'm like, I kind of like it. I think it's dynamic. And then I saw it again in mass, because they only had, like, one or two figures out there. And in the noise of a convention like New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con, things are all skewed. You're in a giant room with 30-foot ceilings and noise and lights and costumes everywhere. When I started seeing pictures of this on the peg, I'm like, that is pretty hideous. <laughs> I personally, and I'm a, I'm a designer, I like it. You know, I mean, these are, these are comic figures, and they're fighting for shelf space with other six-inch figures, other three-and-three-quarter-inch figures. And what they've done here, which they haven't done in the past, is they made a really big graphic representation of each character right at the top of the card. And I think I think that goes a long way to making me like this. You know, the back, the backs are a little blah. You know, there's, you know, one big individual piece of art for that character with just a tiny little description and then the whole wave underneath of it. The back probably could add a little bit more stats or a little bit more backstory for the character. But from the front, I like it. I like it way better than what Hasbro was doing before in those kind of 
egg-shaped ovalish packaging. Yeah, I, I can't say I like that. I guess my problem with this is it feels like I'm being assaulted by the explosion of color. I do like the character at the top. It's what I like about the Marvel Universe packaging as well as the giant drawing of the character. I like the art. But the big Comic Sans font build Terax and everything with the giant burst of light and the return of Legends. It's like, have you ever seen that YouTube video if Microsoft made the iPod? <laughs> and it had started with like the iPod box that Apple puts out that's just a simple picture of the iPod. And then they start doing things like ties into others. And so they put at the bottom, works with Windows XP, Windows 7, Windows Vista, and all these various logos. And by the time you're done, it looks like this Marvel Legends box. It's like a two-minute video of taking all of the iconic Microsoft Windows branding that Microsoft does and putting it all over a nice, clean iPod box. And I feel like they're doing too much. The Return of Legends is too much. They have built Terex twice on the card. Twice! On the front. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> <laughs> they have the character's name as if they're announcing an arrival of something. It doesn't feel organic to me. It it feels like there's just too much there. It honestly looks like a knockoff toy. You see, it looks like the almost Marvel toy or very similar to Marvel toy you'd get at Big Lots or Dollar General. Kinda, yeah. And the other thing is, at an $18 price point, I think these are aimed at the collectors. They're trying to hit the collector's market with Marvel Legends. The same people who buy the McFarlane toys and everything else that you see in that aisle that isn't exactly kid-appropriate or kid-aimed, though some kids may get it. I think at a $20 figure price point after sales tax and rounding up, you're going more for the teenage to adult collector, people who have paychecks, more, not allowances, unless allowances have really changed. <laughs> and I think that it's just this packaging would make sense to me if you're trying to grab the attention of a five-year-old, but you're, this isn't aimed at a five-year-old market. And in the size of these cards, I mean, we're talking of something about, what, 10 inches high by six inches wide? Yeah, about that. You know, maybe 11-ish by seven. You see, it's just, I think it, there's too much there. And I'd rather have it, if it's going to talk about Terax twice, the one thing I liked about what Hasbro was doing with their previous packaging, like the Nemesis wave, is they'd have a picture of Nemesis and it would be grayed out except for the piece you get. Thus, it's very illustrative of what the figure is going to look like when it's done instead of just having Terax in, what, a 24-point font twice? Yeah, and I suppose, you know what, on these first ones I should have taken some side shots because one side is just blank and the other side where it wraps around on the front where it says build Terax, it wraps around to show just that. It shows a little schematic of where each piece goes and all that stuff. So that is there. And I can't I can't completely disagree with what you guys are saying, but at the same time I feel like somewhere in the meetings coming up with this design, they knew that they're competing on the shelves against the DC universe. Because this package feels very much like the DC universe influence with the explosions and the sun rays in the background and very orangey yellow feeling. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I think it's just, 
it's got a huge bubble there too just a huge bubble on that card and i don't know i do like the art at the top i like the shape of the card but i just feel like there's too many like cardboard inserts or stickers or whatever they are on the front yeah there is a lot of stuff going on the the return of legends is a sticker on the ins or on the outside of the bubble the character's name is a piece of cardboard that's glued down to the inner bubble and then there's that bottom tray card that has the rest of it but you know, if this was if this was on my desk as a designer, I would say it's 85 to 90 percent there, and I would take some of your suggestions. You know, maybe get rid of the build a figure Terrax on the top, make the Marvel Universe logo a little bit bigger. You know, and maybe incorporate the name somewhere else and clean it up. And I, I also question having the Marvel logo on the front twice: Marvel Universe and Marvel Legends with the Marvel logo so big. You, I, it's just so there's no confusion what toy line you're buying. <laughs> I would love it. You know what? What you just said makes sense to me, Justin. Imagine the entire top of the card is just the character. Like, I'm looking at the Steve Rogers one. Imagine if that entire top was just Steve Rogers. You take away Build-A-Figure Terrax, you take away Marvel Universe. Now you've got a big piece of artwork up there instead of something that feels like it's been stamped with logo after logo. And then you've got Marvel Legends down there. Incorporate Marvel Universe into your Legends logo design somehow and keep Terax where it is on the front of the bubble. Yep, I could see that. That, to me, would be a cleaner look and focus more on the comic art that inspires these figures instead of, this feels to me like marketing overload. <laughs> it feels to me like too many cooks. It is. You know, and after taking it in, you're dead on. There's just one too many uses of that font. It's not Comic Sans, but it's a comic book font. <laughs> That's just one too many. Get rid of one of those, and you're starting to clean up your packaging. Eventually, that sticker's going to go away, and you're pretty close to where you need to be. So in short, Hasbro, go back to the drawing board, but don't throw this all the way out. No, I think an evolution of this design. Like you say, I think 90% there, but yeah. More Apple, less Microsoft. And, I, you know. <laughs> mm hmm. Sometimes less is more. So hit Toys R Us for Marvel Universe and Marvel Legends, or wait a little bit and save a little money. Or, I'm. If I found these at Toys R Us at 18 a figure, I think I'd just still keep my case at the 13 a figure and have the spare Iron Man to trade on the forums or put on my desk at work or something. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, I mean, it was. For me, it was new figure blindness. I was I was okay paying that eighteen dollars, and then once I realized I had all those Toys R Us dollars, I was even happier. But yeah, I think once Wave Two comes around, I'm either gonna have pre-ordered or hopefully these are already stocking at Walmart and Target at a lower price. And now it's time for our sales to astonish. Okay, I've got a problem, guys. Yeah, yeah, you do. But I'm lucky because so far Arnie's been paying for it. I have a t-shirt problem, and it was starting to grow more and more and more. But what the t-shirt that broke the camel's back was, we love fine tees, and they're Modoc shirts, which someone we know, IQ, who we've seen at cons and various other places, he pointed out that there are some Modoc shirts and some Modoc paper craft when you purchase Modoc shirts. Okay, so I ordered three Modoc shirts, one of which I'm wearing right now, and Modoc loves you this much. So then Arnie's sitting there one morning drinking his coffee, and he asked me if I wanted this shirt, and it was Shadow Cat, but it was done up in the style of the art of Rio, the Duran Duran's 
well, I guess it would have been a tape back then, not a CD. Or an album. Or an album, yes. So I said yes. And then he kept saying, well, do you want this one? Do you want this one? And do you want that one? And she kept saying yes was the problem. Now, <laughs> here's the thing about We Love Fine Tees, is they advertise, and they have a huge selection of legitimately cool designs. I have to give them that. And all types of geekery, Marvel, Star Wars, video games, all types of stuff. But they print their shirts to order. And seeing them, I think they're screen printed. They're not heat transfers, right? That is correct. It is screen printed. And for those who aren't shirt geeks and haven't had shirts made. I grew up in a t-shirt printing family. It was my dad's business. That means it's going to look better, be more vibrant, and be more durable in the wash. And now, to properly take care of them, you still want to turn them inside out. And We Love Fine Tees actually sends a little t-shirt care thing, which is kind of nice. Wash it in cold, turn it inside out. You know, you never use an iron on your printed t-shirts. But they make them to order. Now, when we ordered those Modoc shirts was mid-December. And it took a month to get those shirts. And I honestly, I had to get nasty with them. I sent their customer service several emails and got no replies. And they kept advertising on Twitter. And Marvel would retweet them every time they advertised a new Marvel shirt. And finally, I had to say, we love fine tees. Do you actually make shirts or do you just advertise them? Because <laughs> I paid with PayPal, so they had my money. So I was kind of upset. And finally, they got us the Modoc shirts. But I didn't get my paper craft, which was like 50% of the reason why I ordered it, because it turns your monitor into MODOK. You get a wallpaper to download, and then it has the rest of the stuff to put on the outside, so you have a MODOK on your monitor. (laughs) That's pretty cool. It is. It's awesome. (laughs) I kind of have to wonder about their t-shirts, though. Like, if you said they're screen printed, it wouldn't really makes sense for them to just like print one and go like i bet you they wait till they have a certain number of orders for the same design before they put all the screens up and start start making them that's what i'm wondering too especially since it took a good month to get the shirts and they let you pick the color now all the well you don't get any color you want there are certain colors you can get with each design which complement the design obviously they're not printing you know neon yellow on black shirts because that's just a pain in the butt but i think you're right justin is that they wait till they have enough built up And then they print them. Yeah. That's kind of a pain, though. It is. (laughs) So that means if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, order your shirt now. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the shirt. I mean, it's a good shirt. It has their tag in it, which is the untag, one of the screen-printed tags. So I love that. I love it when they don't have the actual physical tags in them anymore. But it's a good quality shirt. I mean, it's nice. It's not too lightweight. It fits well. I don't, it was true to size, I think, personally. In fact, I think the medium's a little big. And the other downside to me, though, is this is really more than I like to pay for a t-shirt. You know, when you can go to Target and find a t-shirt for $9? Except, here's the problem with Target t-shirts. Every other idiot's gonna be wearing a Target t-shirt that they bought for $9. I guarantee no one else is gonna be wearing, I, I guarantee no one else in this county is wearing a shirt that says Modoc loves you this much. There might be a reason for that. Yeah. But <laughs> you ordered a we got you $75 in Modoc shirts. Yeah. And now we've ordered $100 more of shirts. You got the Shadow Cat shirt, and being a big Duran Duran fan, I knew you'd like that. Simon LeBond is so hot. Yes. Then there's a Marvel mug shirt, which kind of reminds me of Mighty Mugs. It's just eyes on a face, and it had Beast and Havoc and Deadpool. And I think Deadpool and Black Panther are going to be on your naughty bits, but... <laughs> <laughs> Is it Saturday night already? Yeah. (laughs) Well, as long as it's a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, I'm cool with that. (laughs) 
And then you got like this fairly Asian-looking Hulk smash shirt. It's very cute, though. The Hulk is Asian-looking, or the shirt's Asian-looking? The Hulk is Asian-looking. Um. Oh yeah, that's not vaguely at all. That's very Asian-looking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of Cartman when Cartman became anime in that one episode of South Park. (laughs) And then finally, a cute, you always went for cute, it's Dr. Doom kind of opening his arms wide and it says, I love destroying. So, we'll see how long it takes to get those. There are some good designs there. I didn't buy any shirts for myself because... (laughs) They are better quality, but I gotta love a shirt for $25. I gotta love that shirt for $25. I like t-shirts, though. Yeah, $25 is a lot for a t-shirt, but no judgments. Just saying. exactly. I did buy myself something. I couldn't not buy something. I'm like, I gotta buy something for myself, but there was no shirt I wanted for $25. So I ended up buying an Emma Frost print that was uh, printed with chrome ink. So I'll have to let you know. It'll probably come with your shirts. So a month from now, I'll see if it's nice. I got the 18 by 24 one. Again, probably not living room appropriate art, though, as she's in a panties and a bustier. I really don't care. Okay. (laughs) Over at Most Wanted Collectibles, a bunch of new Bowen items went up for pre-order. There's the classic wasp statue, which has her flying on a base that, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. She's really inexpensive because, well, she's the wasp and very tiny. She's only $60. Yeah, it doesn't feel very statue It feels kind of accessory-ish. Yeah, like almost like it would, at that price, be similar to a mini bust or something. Yeah. There's the Iron Man Silver Centurion statue. I think from the photo online, they gave it a great metallic paint job. And I love the base effect. You know, when you do flames, it's always hit or miss. But I think Bowen does a good job with those. They did good with the MODOK we have. Here, I really like how it looks like he's blasting off. And it is also supporting that entire statue. Well, you know what? It looks very retro to fit in with the statue. The way they did the flames, it's all very retro comics. And I think it's, I like this one a lot. Yeah, I do too. And I really don't like that mask on Iron Man because it creeps me out a little. It's like the gimp. But I I, I do like the statue. And it's shiny, and I love shiny things. They gave it a real, like, Corvette paint job. Yeah, it's like candy apple red. Yeah, it's it's super shiny. That's I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that version of the Iron Man armor, but it's, it's cool, and it's well done. The base is neat. I agree. I'm not a Silver Centurion fan, but this statue really makes it work well. And it's 16 inches tall, so that's not tiny. And that's 180 at Most Wanted Collectibles. Then if you need your Fantastic Four, they realize you're not just going to buy Mr. Fantastic and not get Johnny Storm or Sue Storm. So it's a three-pack. <laughs> Fantastic three-pack. I guess the thing would just be too big because the thing is an expensive statue of himself due to the bulk. So three for 340 seems like, you know, you can justify that. Whereas four for 600 might be a little harder. Yeah. And thing is something somebody's going to buy and be okay with just having that. But I don't know if you're going to be able to sell any one of these individually. I think a three-pack's the way to go. She has translucent feet, though. I know it. But they're all just kind of standing there. Just kind of in a boring old, hey, we're the Fantastic Four. Check us out. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Mr. Fantastic's arm looks like more that it has something wrong with it than he's intentionally stretching. Exactly. It's like that scene in the movie where he starts to melt because he over-atomized himself. (laughs) Well, I mean, the whole thing looks like they're at like a photo shoot and the photographer's like, come on, show us how fantastic you guys are. And he's just like, all right, whatever. Check this out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe he might even be flipping this off. I can't tell. Now you got me thinking about that Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie where he waves his extended arm at the top of the limo as they drive off. <laughs> and blew the entire budget of the movie for that one <laughs> shot. <laughs> now, another statue maker for Marvel, Gentle Giant, put up a couple new items for pre-order, one of which... God, I want to love it. Again, I talked about how I'm excited for the new Ghost Rider movie. I'm a Ghost Rider fan. They released Ghost Rider on a Hell Cycle statue. And I look at it and I just go, oh, that's it? He looks like he's on a Schwinn. See, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig the minimalistic version of this because everything with Ghost Rider is always so bulky and heavy. This is kind of almost anime you know he almost looks he almost looks super skinny and his his skull looks a little more stylized than normal i like oh go ahead but i think it's back to the shrunken head of the first ghost rider movie because his head looks too small for that body or maybe it's just the way the picture is and i don't like the flames on the wheels of the bike it again looks like a fungus you the flames must be very hard to do because this looks like it's got like mold on it now the base with the lava that's really cool. But see on the wheels, not liking that at all. See, my problem with it is the wheels. I In the comics, Ghost Rider wheels are made completely of fire. So here it's got really thin looking rubber tires with just a little flame on them. That's why I'm like, it looks like a Schwinn. It looks like he's going to go out and race with Lance Armstrong. From my standpoint, I'm not a huge Ghost Rider fan. So like looking at this, I kind of see the, the stylistic characteristics of it and i think oh that that's kind of neat looking it kind of reminds me of like uh the wacky cartoons or over stylized 70s type of drawings but yeah i can also see the the little issues you have too like the flames are kind of weird being where they are on the top of the tire like that it, it looks like there's something growing on it 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 just it doesn't look right. The base is very cool, and perhaps they should have gone with maybe that effect. I don't know how that would have worked, but or just left it off. So I like the Ghost Rider on it. It's just the bike. Given that General Giant has to sell these things on vehicles with their license, I just think that the bike should have been more hellish. Maybe not bulkier, but all right, I mean bulkier. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did an okay job with the flames on his head, but because they're just on his hair, it almost looks like an over-stylized anime haircut versus him being on fire. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's on Japanese Funtime Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a faux hawk of fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at any rate, I don't $400 like it. So No. <laughs> What I did like that they came out with, though, is the next in their minibus line. I'm still not jumping on the minibus bandwagon, but it's a Green Goblin minibus, and I think if I were to buy minibus, I would buy the Gentle Giant minibus, because I think that I love their sculpts, I love their colors, I love their poses. I just, as I've said before, I've been down the minibus route, I own about a hundred Star Wars minibus, and I look at them and go, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this... This is super bright paint. If you got like a day glow purple and a day glow green going on, it's very eye popping. And like you said, the sculpt is awesome. And then Kotobukiya also put two new items up for pre order. That Black Widow Bishojo that we were talking about last podcast has gone up for pre order, and you can get that now for $48 at most wanted collectibles. And it's still bootylicious. It is very bootylicious. <laughs> And the storm that we've talked about, General Giant, Kotobukiya put some images online. If you like your Bishojos barely wearing any clothes at all. I think this is the most 
nude. I think it is. But you know what? They Honestly, again, I love what they've done here. The base is a very basic black base, but she's standing on a tornado, which adds so much. And then they've got like big sparkles coming out of her hands because she's shooting lightning. The base is really cool. And the fact that they're able to make it look like lightning is around her hands instead of attached to her hands or coming out of her fingers. And her hair is flying way up. And it's their first African-American. Well, I guess she's just African. Yeah. <laughs> African mutant. Their first <laughs> African mutant bishojo. And I think that they've done a really good job on the face sculpt on this. Yeah, you can see her belly button, too, again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like where they're going here. There's just something about the pose that, I don't know, it's just not, just not capturing me. Something weird about the way she's got her one leg going out, I guess. Well, if she didn't have that leg in that position, you could see all the way to China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that'll be a very popular Kotobikiya. I'm hoping to see previews of these when we go to Toy Fair. They're at the Diamond booth because Diamond distributes a lot of this. We often get to see previews of the upcoming statues. Given the 20% discount for pre-ordering, I went ahead and pre-ordered both. It's just the right thing to do. And the right way to do it. <laughs> if the Bishoujo isn't your thing, Kotobukiya announced some new items, which we'll talk about in... It's just in... News from the web! Lately, Kotobuki has been focusing on the Bishoujo and the fine art statues that I love. Just totally love that Archangel is going to be shipping soon, and I need to find a place where I can put it because it's so damn big. <laughs> But what they haven't made any of lately are the Art Effects statues. And last year for Christmas, Marjorie, you gave me an Iron Man Art Effects. I did. And these are vinyl snap-together statues, but... Don't knock it until you try it. That's seriously, because they're really cool. And I'm like, oh, plastic, vinyl, it's not going to be cool. They're, they're really great. They're phenomenal. And the paint jobs Kotobukiya can give to plastic is second to none, in my opinion, or to vinyl in this case. Because that Iron Man that you got me, that is snapped together, looks as good as any other statue I have. I guess vinyl and snapped together would combine to make you think, oh, because we didn't get these for a long time until you won a Star Wars one. And we're like, okay, these are really great. They look like statues. You can't even tell where the seams are. And they're very lightweight if you touch them. But once you put them on a shelf and you step away from it and see it assembled, they look phenomenal. Well, they are going back to the artifacts, which they hadn't done for a long time. I wonder if it may be a movie-only license, because the artifacts they did were all seemingly movie tie-in, but they didn't do any for Cap or Thor. But they have announced the Mark Seven Iron Man artifact statue. First of all, it's our first really good look at the Mark Seven armor that's going to be featured in the Avengers film. And I really am digging this arm. That's what's drawing my eye. And instead of being able to look at this for how cool it is, it's just making my head spin with questions. Like, how come he's back to the circle arc reactor? What's going on here? But I'm sure they'll address all that in the movie. But I can't get past that arc reactor to look at the cool rest of the armor. But I love how it's got silver plates on the thighs and on the shoulders there. And it looks like his chest plate pops off for something. You know, like one of those Hasbro figures that had the removable chest plate. Yeah. And it looks like he might have some extra weaponry up around his, on top of his shoulders, kind of like War Machine does. 
there's something going on up there. And if you look at the side picture, the fronts and backs of his knees are metal and they look ribbed for bendability. <laughs> it's the kneeling armor. <laughs> yes, it's ribbed so he can kneel. <laughs> so this looks like a great piece. I expect it to be in the around $100 range, give or take, perhaps a little bit cheaper elsewhere. The only other ones I believe they've done are the Mark II and the Mark III or four, they looked about the same to me. We have that one. The, but this Mark Seven looks really good, and it's a great way to get a statue at a lesser price than you'd have to pay for the Polystone from the Fine Art series or the Art FX series. So I'm again hoping that we might get a peek at this at Toy Fair. Yeah, and I'm also digging the base. It looks like he's dug into the ground like somebody's pushed him back with some force. If you look at his feet of gone into the actual cement rock there or that he just landed really hard well that's what i thought at first too but it looks like he skidded back a little bit because it's there's a trail from where the front of his foot might have been true and i bet it has a bunch of light up features as well i bet it has a light up arc reactor and eyes because they usually have put electronics in these very cool actually yes the statue comes equipped with a three mode led chest light up feature off continuous on and triggered by a built-in motion detector on nice you got way too excited about that that is very cool though <laughs> and the eyes are either continuous on or off no matter which mode and it is going to be 16 inches tall available in june so you can assemble your avenger <laughs> Now, also, a company that we're familiar with for their Star Wars products, as well as Battlestar Galactica and some others, FX Collectibles. That's how you pronounce it if you're new to this company. They're E-F-X is how they spell it, but E-F is pronounced F and then X. So it's FX Collectibles. So FX Collectibles, I don't know a lot about it yet. I've gotten it. I've sent an email to our contact there so we can find out more information. But an image circulated that Mitchell Halleck, one of our listeners who gave that really cool cooler art to us and who did the Avengers interview at New York Comic Con that we were able to play posted this image and it shows prop replicas from FX collectibles and they really do phenomenal prop replicas. I have some of their star Wars helmets as well as some of what they call the studio scale replicas of vehicles in the image that they've shown. It shows three helmets, the Thor winged helmet, Captain America's helmet and a full on Iron Man helmet, plus a big Captain America shield. And I'm guessing from the bases again, because I own the Star Wars ones, these are all going to be life-sized replicas. Yeah, that's what's hard to tell in the picture. You can't tell if it's full scale or if it's, you know, a half scale or a quarter scale like some of the other mini collectibles. But yeah, I mean, just looking at those, the prices could be highly variant from one to another. I mean, I can't imagine the the cap mask is going to cost the same as the Iron Man helmet. Probably not. I'm going to venture a pure guess, though, based on their Star Wars products. Their cap helmet reminds me a lot of the X-Wing pilot helmet that they made for Star Wars. But just because it's a pretty basic helmet and it just goes over the head. And those were $600, a little under, about 580 So I'm betting that Captain America and maybe Thor will be in the 550 to $600 range. Iron Man is reminding me a lot more of Darth Vader, and they did a Darth Vader helmet, and it was 1000 Yeah, a lot of detail, a lot of extra little greeblies and goblies on there. 
I can see that getting pretty close to the $1,000 mark. The Iron Man helmet might look really cool. I don't think that these bases do it as much justice as they do the Star Wars ones, but and maybe this, this is a prototype image because the bases seem to be too tall, whereas the Star Wars ones, very little of the base is shown. Here, a lot of the base is shown, but the thing that could get me is that shield. <laughs> really? Look at the metallic sheen on it. Oh, I'm not going to deny that it's pretty. I know that. I understand that because part of the reason I love Captain America is it just goes so damn good together. Everything just looks great. But I didn't think you were that big of a Cap fan. But I I love the shield and I love the movie version of the shield. The metallic movie version versus, you know, anytime they try to do the comic book version, it comes off plasticky. Yeah, painted on. and Museum replicas and some others have done some replicas in the past. And I've just never felt the way I feel about the metal one. And it just comes down to price. At $1,000, I would pass. But if they brought it in around the price of some of their lightsabers and things, and you got to think of shield, it's just a big disc. It's not going to be that thick. If they could do it for 500 or 600, they might have me. And that worries me because this is another high end line that I can be very selective with. I've heard that before. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it just sticks to every shield that they make for Captain America, that might be only one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Avengers license, I mean, FX Collectibles, Kotobukiya, we're going to be, our next show is going to be from Toy Fair New York, and we'll be talking about all the new toys revealed, but the past couple of weeks have had Toy Fair London, which is really like spoiler alert for all of Toy Fair New York. <laughs> and the Avengers license, I think they think they've got a huge Iron Man movie level hit on their hands because there's a lot of new stuff that was announced. And all over the spectrum of stuff, like, would you, Justin, like to smell like the Hulk? <laughs> what does the Hulk smell like? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I'm guessing plaster dust and rage. <laughs> then maybe. I-, I would honestly think of all the colognes and all the superheroes you'd like to smell, it would have to be Tony Stark, because I bet he smells fantastic. I bet she smells like a million bucks. Yep. I bet he doesn't <laughs> wear cologne that costs forty seven ninety nine. No. <laughs> Because there is a set of Avengers cologne. It is a four-pack. There is Smash cologne for the Hulk, Patriot for Captain America, Mark Seven for Iron Man, and Worthy for Thor. But I think the best part is, one, the packaging's really cool, but they each have, like, little sayings. Captain America's Patriot's called Your Attack Plan. Mark Seven says Armor Up. Worthy, which is Thor's, says Possess the Power. And then Hulk's smash is called, it says, be angry. <laughs> but you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I, I don't know. It depends on what it smells like. <clears throat> yeah, we have no idea what any of these are going to smell like. Well, we're going to find out. I've pre-ordered a set. Great. Uh, <laughs> and it's 50 bucks for all four of them? Yes. Okay. Why are, are you going? Is your mind turning there? It's four individual 40 milliliter sprays. <laughs> I think Justin's sitting there going, oh, I don't know. Maybe I need these because that's kind of what it sounds like. Now, in case you haven't guessed, this is from the same company that brought us the Ponfar Star Trek cologne. 
And they also brought the Princess Leia perfume and the Lando Calrissian cologne to Star Wars Celebration 5, one of which I am. So which one do you think is going to be your favorite? (laughs) I really have no idea. I imagine they're all going to smell different and much like the Lando cologne, they're all going to smell generic. Which do you think would be the best one for picking up ladies? I think they're all going to smell like Axe body spray. (laughs) Probably. Which, according to the Axe ads, works very well for picking up ladies. Yep. So... Wear them all at the same time, and you won't be able to beat them up. You might need that cap shield to keep them off. No, I imagine it's going to be somewhat similar to Sex Panther from Anchorman. <laughs> it stings the nostrils. But in a good way. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> oh, brother. So I'll let you go ahead and order those and do a few smell tests. And I will sit happily on the sideline. I will have Marjorie do a blind smell test where I will wear a different cologne each day. And she can tell me how nasty it smells and which one smells least nasty. Lucky me. <laughs> and guess which which Avenger it is he smells like. See, I imagine Tony Stark would really stink after be trapped in the metal. Because I'm sure that's not breathing. And it just gets kind of sweaty. Kind of like leather pants. You know how you put on leather pants that there's nowhere for anything to go. <laughs> He's got an onboard cooling system. I think Thor and Hulk are going to be your stinkiest. Well, in a non-confirmation type of confirming way, it looks like we're going to be getting six-inch Avengers figures. And I don't think we've heard anything about these yet. I don't. Maybe at Toy Fair they'll have some sort of announcement about it. Maybe it was something said, just an offhand remark at the panel, but I really think maybe at New York Comic Con they said, yeah, we're going to be doing Avengers in 6-inch, because that was their big, like, Avengers launch thing. Yeah. And I feel like I knew this, or maybe I just assumed. And that's kind of where I am, too. It's like, this isn't shocking, it's not surprising, it just, it's visual confirmation for the first time in my eyes. But there's a sculptor who posts on Facebook, and he works on a lot of stuff for Hasbro. I mean, he has some Star Wars, some G.I. Joe stuff, but he has some of his basic wax sculpts up there. It shows a really cool six-inch Hawkeye figure with full articulation and all that good stuff. And at first I was looking at it thinking, oh, hey, look, the three and three-quarter inch figures are going to get more articulated as the line goes on, but it says right up there six-inch. So kind of exciting, but at the same time not super-duper shocking that we'll be seeing Avengers six-inch figures carded here at some point. That said, there's some other sculpts there, and that Black Widow in the four-inch scale looks really well detailed. She does. She really does, and that might change my overall opinion of that line. Even though she still doesn't have torso articulation, the head sculpt looks awesome. It looks like she's got plenty of leg articulation and all that good stuff. So It looks like the double-jointed knees. It looks like ball-jointed shoulders and possibly ball-jointed elbows there. Wrist articulation after her gauntlets. A fairly decent, especially for a four-inch figure, likeness of the face. Yeah, definitely. I just, I always love seeing action figures in their, their wax form. You can see all the super duper little fine details in there before they get produced. It's because, Justin, you haven't really been jazzed about the Avengers figures. I, you know, from what we've seen, and, you know, you spoke about, you know, London Toy Fair being a spoiler, they, they showed some images of the ones that we've seen here and there over the last few months and stuff. And I just, the sculpts look decent, but I just, I can't get, I can't get super excited about these lesser articulated figures just yet. And I'm hoping going forward, maybe they slowly add some more articulation in on some of these figures. But I, I wanted to be really excited that we were finally getting a movie version of Hulk in the three and three quarter inch scale. And I can't do it for this one. 
I really don't even know if it's in three and three quarter inch scale. It's three and three quarter inches tall. Exactly. Kind of like the Marvel Universe Hulks. There, it depends on the artist, but if you saw either of the Hulk movies that have come out so far, Hulk huge. Hulk twice tall size of human. That's because he's CGI. Yes. Not Lou Frigno, which I think we should boycott, maybe because of that. I really think that maybe the six inch scale Hulk would fit better in scale to the four inch Avengers. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, hopefully Toy Fair next week or so shows us that the line is going to get better and better. But so far what I've seen, I don't know, not jazzed. Well, there's also been announcements that they're doing vehicles, a helicarrier and a Quinjet. And I read, I believe that they said they were going to do only 14 figures in the line, which is very small in my opinion, but maybe it's because Thor barely got past shipping wave one. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, think about it. How many were there in the Thor line, even if all of them came out? I think that was only 19 or 20 altogether. There was 20 Thor. But again, I think about Iron Man 2, where we had, what, 40-some? Yeah, we had 14 Iron Man in wave one. There's also a huge price difference in figures then and now. Yeah, very true. I was paying $5 a piece for Iron Man 2 versus probably 9 for Avengers. Uh Uh-huh. 10 if I go to Toys R Us. Yes. <laughs> now, I ran across a website, comicbookmovie.com. Now, I don't know if this is true, but they have pictures that look real of Avengers toys in a Toys R Us. It's very possible. I can't imagine that these things would even be shipping yet for a movie that comes out in May. I imagine they probably have a street date of March sometime, much like Thor did last year. It seems way too early that these things would be sitting in back rooms. But they have pictures of 6-inch and 4-inch, or they have... I think six inches. They have pictures of deluxe figures, basic figures, and get this, mini mugs, individually packaged mini mugs. Oh, yeah. And they look really slick. There's a Nick Fury mini mug, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye, Cap. A new box. (laughs) Individually packed little tiny goodness. Which makes me wonder what the price point on something like that's going to be. I'm hoping for five bucks. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I look at some of the figures, that Hulk, I'm not loving the Hulk. He's got waist articulation, he looks like he can bend over, but (laughs) if Hulk dropped keys. But the play features and some of these deluxe figures, like disc shooting Iron Man in his Mark V armor, it looks like. It's red with the triangle. Yeah, that looks like some sort of almost concept armor because it's got a super silver chest and under articulated and look at the accessory that's in there it's captain america's glider wings from the deluxe captain america that we got twice and in case you don't have enough parachuting captain america figures yet (laughs) they're going to be coming out with one of those for the avengers line too it's a real working parachute but i wouldn't suggest using it in case your actual plane crashes no (laughs) well no not at all (laughs) But but somebody will yeah probably this looks like it might be a straight repack from the one that's actually still sitting on the shelves of Captain America. But again, looking at these pictures at comicbookmovie.com, I think that some of these sculpts are looking really good. I love the ultimate Thor figure that they're showing there with the, like, six nipples. Yeah. <laughs> 
That one is cool, but sadly, he has nothing to do with the Avengers movie. That's a comic version that they're tying into this line. Well, what about the movie Thor there that has a much better Chris Helmsworth likeness than any of the Thor figures we've gotten so far? Yeah, and part of me is still maybe just a little worn out of still seeing Thor figures on the pegs till now, so it might be overlooking it. The Captain America is catching my eye. I think that's a cool outfit for him. It's a good look. I like that he has a gun. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a bit unusual to see Cap with a gun, but I imagine since he was using one in World War II and it's that's yesterday to him, maybe he'll still have a gun in Avengers. I don't know if he, he needs one. He can throw that shield. Yeah, he has some big weird shield launcher thing on his shoulder, too. And then we see an Iron Man Mark VI because they had that sculpt already, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And painted way better than anyone I've ever seen on the shelf. So, But yeah, those apparently showed up at a Toys R Us somewhere or somebody did a really good like photobomb situation in a Toys R Us. But I do think Hasbro will be showing all of this off. And that is what I'm looking forward to most at Toy Fair next week is seeing what Hasbro has to offer in the Avengers line. I have a feeling that we're going to get announcements at Toy Fair, but usually they don't have figures out except for like the current wave and one wave ahead. And so since you've already found Justin the first wave of 2012 Universe and Legends, I imagine from those lines, all we're going to see is wave two in person. We'll get announcements for future waves, but we're going to see a lot of Avengers toys in person. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. I think the movie looks good. It all rides on the movie, but the trailer has me rocking. Yep. I'm for once. I think I'm more geeked up about the movie than the toys for the movie. So. Hopefully, hopefully it stays like that, and then the toys slowly seep into my consciousness, and I'll start picking them up. <laughs> I always say that I don't dig them until I see them in person, and then we all know how that goes. Yeah, you have the same problem Arnie does. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to buy it, I'm not going to buy it. Oh, before street date, I'm buying them all. <laughs> Now, Diamond also announced a Avengers figure and sent out a release. We knew they, they were making some, but they'd only released silhouettes before. They finally released an image of that Hawkeye. And you know what? I think they did a really kick-ass job on that Hawkeye figure. I think that it's tight looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, super-duper extra articulated for a Diamond sculpt. They've added more articulation in there than they normally do. So that's pretty impressive. I wasn't expecting them to up their game on this so we'll have to see if they do it with any of the other figures that they've got coming down the line i really like his outfit with the shield logo on the chest and he's got like the finger gloves that archers actually use to protect their fingers from the bow yeah i know this because i work in archery so much i took archery <laughs> in college did you have to wear finger gloves no I did not. It was very basic. I actually shot arrows. It's kind of cool. I don't know that I've ever used it ever again. I haven't. Well, if a Norse god ever breaks into our house, I know who to call. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's a good looking figure. Obviously, they haven't shown the base or anything that's going to come with yet. But yeah, that one might make me break down and pick that one up. It's kind of going against my, my diamond select rule of only getting the bigger monstery figures. Speaking of bigger monstery figures, they also announced a Colossus figure. Does he count? <laughs> he might. He might. But he's, you know, he's a varying scale. You know, he could be bigger than, than others at some point. Especially now that he's Juggerlossus or <laughs> Colonot or something. <laughs> Colonic? What? <laughs> and this one, you know, he would fit in well with the Legends scale. And I know how hard the Legends version of, of Colossus is to find, so... I might pick this one up. 
He looks really good with a metallic paint job. I'm really digging what Diamond's doing. Yeah, that silver is shiny. He's always got his hands and fists. Well, he doesn't really use guns. He mostly punches people. Maybe they should do a Hot Toys thing and give us a few extra hands to, to oh, choose from. Oh, God. <laughs> More stuff to lose. <laughs> More stuff for the Galactus box of parts. Yeah. So that's all the news that's we've found. But next show is going to be coming out a little early. It'll be just before Valentine's Day. Toy Fair weekend is the weekend of the 11th through the 15th. We will be there. Our next show will be all the Hasbro reveals on the 11th. And then our final show in February, we'll talk more about some of the other stuff we see from Diamond and Kotobukiya, FX, Sideshow, and whatnot. But I, again, I'm very excited and looking forward to seeing what all they have to show off for Marvel Legends clarifying their announcement about superhero squad figures are they just putting the superhero squad show logo on these new play school figures or i hope not are we gonna get to see some real superhero squad back again that'll all be in new york that weekend so be sure to come to our facebook page and twitter where we're going to be live blogging from toy fair all the announcements and pictures and then marveliciousToys.com for our full recaps well, before we get all geared up and look at what's coming in the future, let's go to our timely reviewer, Jerry, and see what he's talking about from our past. Let's turn back the clock for Timely Reviews. Hey, everyone. Jerry here for this edition of Timely Reviews. i got a few items to talk about this week. First, I want to share with you a brief comic book story. Now, I know this is Marvelicious Toys, because as you know, not all Marvel collectibles can be bagged and boarded. At least I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. But anyway, I have an interesting story I have to share with you just to kick this off. You know, I'm not much of a comic book person. Like Arnie, I'm a little bit more into the multimedia type stuff. Movies, animated series, television shows, what have you. But in the mid-90s in college, I did buy a lot of X-Men comics. It was one of my releases in life that complemented all the animated TV shows I was watching at the time. More on that a little bit later. But there are two comic lines that really intrigued me. The first was X-Men The Early Years. That was actually reprints of the first 17 issues of the 1963 X-Men line. The issues had new cover art, but beyond that, they were reprints. Now, after that line stopped, Marvel released a comic called Professor Xavier and the X-Men. This was a faithful retelling of the first 18 issues of X-Men, but was completely redrawn and rewritten, but the stories were maintained. I found this to be a very fascinating take on classic original X-Men stories, but with a very fresh feel to it. But it had a short life, only 18 issues. Now last week, I decided to bag and board all of my comics, and as I was doing so, I realized I only had 12 of the 18 issues. Literally five minutes later, after realizing this, I went on eBay and I bought a collection of issues 12 through 18 for a mere $5. Fortunately, that only landed me one repeat issue, but now the collection is complete. Now, what was cool about these comics of the mid-90s is that they were especially advertised as being only 99 cents, which even back then was considered cheap. But sadly, I got them cheaper than that now in 2012 dollars. But I'm not going to go too much into a comic book story here on Marvelicious Toys, but it's just something I wanted to share since I completed one of my favorite collections that I didn't even realize I hadn't completed in the first place. But 
Speaking of the mid-90s, I referenced earlier my love of the various Marvel animated shows that played on Fox and UPN. And what two better superhero shows were there than X-Men and Spider-Man that ran on Fox in the mid to late 90s? Well, since then, X-Men, Iron Man, and the Fantastic Four have been released on DVD, and I highly recommend those purchases. But unfortunately, the Spider-Man series never was. That always frustrated me because I know the show continued a season or so after I got married, but I got out of the habit of watching it because there was a time where there was no consistency as to when you would see a new show versus yet another rerun. Kind of the same scenario with the X-Men. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that freaking Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga on Fox. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I think it's really good. But what always bothered me back in the day was tuning in on one Saturday morning and seeing Phoenix Saga Part 1, and you knew that you were in for nine additional weeks of those two sagas. As much as I've watched the X-Men series since the 2009 DVD releases, to this very moment, I have yet to rewatch the Phoenix Saga. But I think I am due soon. But what this leads me to is I want to make you aware of the incredible amount of Marvel animated fun there is to be had on Netflix. Now let me give you a list of the Marvel shows that you can watch in their entirety on Netflix. The Fox X-Men series, X-Men Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men, Iron Man, Iron Man Armored Adventures, the Fantastic Four Earth's Greatest Heroes from 2006, yet for some reason they don't have the 90s version, Silver Surfer, Incredible Hulk, the Fox Spider-Man series from the mid-90s, Spider-Man Unlimited, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and then the regular Spider-Man series that ran concurrently with that from 1981, Spider-Man the 1967 collection, and even the latest Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Now that is hardly an exhaustive list of all the animated series based on Marvel characters that there's been, but that is a very impressive list of shows to be had on Netflix at your fingertips. However, I have noticed that Netflix no longer has direct play for the spectacular Spider-Man show from 2008. Now, that was a series I avoided at the time because I didn't care for the toys, nor did I particularly care for the animation style of the show, but I discovered that it was a really well-written show with some neat and interesting twists on familiar Spider-Man storylines. You can still get the discs if you subscribe to the disc service, but for now, they're not available. It was one of the first Marvel animated series I noticed on Netflix, so I guess it ran its course. Now, another show I have to recommend from this list is the Kids WB X-Men Evolution series. When it first came on the air in 2000, I very much resisted the show and never watched it. It was just a mere two years after the Fox series went off the air, and Evolution had a much more stylized look to it versus the more realistic style of the 90s series. Then what was weird to me about the show is that the X-Men were mostly a bunch of high school students. Cyclops and Jean were the seniors, Wolverine and Storm were the instructors, and everyone else were lower classmen. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants also consisted of high school students who were originally led by Mystique, who was masquerading as the school's principal. Now this sounds pretty ridiculous, but I have to admit, after just sitting down and making myself go ahead and give the show a shot and watch a few episodes, I was immediately captivated by it. Again, show is really well written. It took a much better opportunity of putting so many different X-Men characters in the show, and they even brought in a lot of the early 2000 concepts that we were seeing in the comic books. Now I won't spoil too much of it for you, but I highly recommend you go off and check out that series and some of the other series, because who knows? really how long they're going to be on Netflix. But keeping in the spear with Marvelicious Toys, I'm going to take some time the next few segments here and review some of the more interesting toy lines that accompanied these shows. Let's start off with a look at X-Men Evolution. X-Men Evolution had three series of action figures and included a pretty decent range of characters from the series. 
Toy Biz manufactured these to correspond when the show came on in 2000. And the figures back then were mostly in the 5 to 6 inch tall range. Articulation was limited, but the figures captured a very good likeness of the characters from the Animated Series. Again, with their more stylized look, it was easier to mimic that with a more simple design. Now, Series 1 included some core characters, Wolverine, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Toad, and Sabretooth. Series 2 had fewer figures, but only one repeat Wolverine. Now, it was a very different Wolverine, however. It was called a Ninja Wolverine, but it represented Wolverine from the show, and he's more in a training uniform. The other three figures from that series was Storm, her nephew in the show, Spike, and the Blob. Now, each of the figure in the final third series featured what was called triple extreme action features and included a very impressive juggernaut figure, a beautiful Magneto, and then the line was rounded out by Kurt Wagner, which is actually Nightcrawler in his hologram disguise, which, check out the show to see what that's about, and a battle-damaged Wolverine. Now, in addition to that, there was also a line of figures with their mutant cycles that were the same as the six-inch figures, but, as the name implies, came with motorcycles. This line included a saber tooth, Wolverine in his X-Men uniform, and a unique street clothes Logan figure that was only available in this cycle line. Now, there were a few additional toys made for the X-Men Evolution line, but one that I wanted to point out was a series of figures called Mutant Outcasts. They were 8-inch Mego-like figures that featured two soft-good outfits that changed them from their street clothes to their mutant uniforms. Three of the figures in this line was Wolverine, Cyclops, and Toad. Now, these days, these figures aren't terribly cheap on eBay. However, compared to today's prices, they're not really that bad. Now, I'd expect you'd pay anywhere from $8 to $15 for figures from the first two waves, but the third series of figures usually go for a little bit more, with Juggernaut being one of the more prized figures from the line. The Mutant Outcast figures can be found typically in the $20 to $25 range, which I think is actually pretty decent considering the size of the figure and the fact that they have a couple nice, soft, good outfits. So this overall isn't a cheap line to collect, but at the same time, it's very obtainable. These figures are very nice, and if you enjoy the show, or even just unique X-Men collectibles, I think you're going to really enjoy these figures. Now, sadly, though, many key characters from the show were never made. They never made a Rogue, a Jean Grey, Mystique, Beast, Apocalypse, or even X-23. That's right. There's a couple episodes that even feature X-23. Well, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this week's installment of Timely Reviews. I'll be back next time to discuss another great animated toy line. Thanks, everyone, and I return you back to Justin, Arnie, and Marjorie. Thank you, Jerry. I gotta say, I have not seen that series, but you've intrigued me, and I may have to check that out. I think there's some of them on DVD, if not, and every so often when I, like, have just a little time to kill before work, pop on a Spider-Man and his amazing friends or something. Yeah, and obviously he always brings up the the toys that, you know, there's always one or two that I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that, and now I'm gonna have to try to track that down. Well, finally this week, as promised... I did break down and buy a new hot toy after making ruthless fun of it and saying I wasn't going to buy it. Well, it's funny. You almost got that for Christmas, but I was afraid you didn't really want it. You just felt compelled to buy it for completion. I don't know why I bought it. I can't tell if it's because I thought it would look cool or if it was the completest in me. But I did pick up the War Machine special version hot toy. I'm sorry. 
Who? What's he called? War Machine. Mooshine. War Mooshine, because he looked like a cow. In the pictures, he did. <laughs> but then I saw some unofficial pictures, and I'm like, he looks better there. Did he look better because I wanted him to look better? I don't know. But this is the special version that is very close to, in my opinion, the milk-exclusive War Machine they did. This thing came in stock, and I just decided that... I didn't want to kick myself later. And again, I've never seen a hot toy go down in value after a year. Odin. Give it a year. Okay. Wait till it sells out at Sideshow and see what happens with that. Because I felt the same way about Black Widow, and I ended up paying $300 for her. So I picked him up. And you know what? For all the jokes I made about him saying that he's going to advertise for Chick-fil-A like the cows... He's pretty badass in person. He's still a war machine, you know? I mean, it's a great sculpt to start from. It is. It is the exact same sculpt as the regular version of War Machine. So if you have that one, you may not feel at all compelled to pick this one up. And it's lacking some of those accessories. There's no Don Cheadle head because it's not a movie war machine. It's kind of a comic book special version war machine. He's actually really pretty in person. The silver is... I like it because it's matte. The whole figure's matte. Yeah, even like the metallic parts that are shiny are still much more subdued than some of the really glossy parts. And that's the that's the tricky part is that white and silver always photograph to look nearly the same. So until you see it in person, you can't really tell the or appreciate the extra detail that went into that paint job. Yeah, and there's a lot of silver on his legs and the shoulders, and then there's a lot of white, but it's not a bright white like it's sometimes, like I think it photographed in Sideshow's official photos. It's more of an ivory type color. Hmm. He has a ton of accessories, I think all of which are straight out of the original War Machine, which I have, but because I was moving, I haven't opened him. So, Justin, I'm going to look to you because you reviewed the War Machine before I ever had him. He's got the shoulder mounted Gatlin gun, he's got arm mounted machine guns. And then out of each shoulder will pop a weapon, one of which holds the ex-wife missile. <laughs> yep. And the other of which is just a big gun. So I believe you had an accident with the ex-wife. The ex-wife is problematic, as most ex-wives are. Yeah, I are. think that's <laughs> par for the course, isn't it? <clears throat> What'd you do? Did you stick the ex-wife in too far? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, what happened is, first of all, it came in the package on its own, enveloped and taped to the bottom. And I was like, well, that looks like something I'm going to lose. <laughs> and I was not very happy about it. And I'm following the instructions that come with War Machine, and it tells me how to insert the ex-wife and everything like that. And so I'm very careful, and I insert the ex-wife, and then I push her a little too far. Why she's the ex-wife. And I got her stuck inside the gun. And then I'm like, well, how do I get her out? And I'm trying to use my fingernails to get her out. It's not moving. And I'm about to get the tweezers. I'm looking for videos online. And finally, I decide Justin may have had the same problem with his ex-wife. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, get a, I get a text from Arnie that was a little... A little weird at first. I didn't know exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> How do you get the missile out of the ex-wife? Like, whoa, what? <laughs> oh, he's talking about War Machine. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out there's a little tiny flip-up door behind it that if you can get if you can get some leverage under it, you can flip it up. And the first time you do it, it feels like it doesn't want to go up, and it feels like you're going to break it. But once you get that open, it just has the straight push through and you can either push it through from the back or the front and get it out of there. Yeah, it took me a good 20 minutes to get that door open. 
<laughs> and when I finally did, then the ex-wife was ready to come out. Well, that's what that little tool that comes with this is for. Do you get that little little plastic tool that has a, almost like a Phillips head screwdriver edge on it? Yeah, mine's been like a flathead. And it, that's right, man. flathead. It told me to use that to get the shoulder guns out, but it did not help with that ex-wife door. I tried, and it was just too thick. Uh-huh. Well, I'm looking at your pictures, and aside from not having the Don Cheadle head, you got an accessory that doesn't come with the original war machine, which is this stand. He comes with two stands. He's got the usual Hot Toys stand that has just the Iron Man 2 logo and War Machine special version on the front. But then he comes with this stand that almost looks like the bottom of the Hall of Armor. And it's a light-up base that has footholds in it. And if you have a Hot Toy, you know it comes with, like, it. he stands really well. But just in case of shaking, if you bump your cabinet or something, they come with a clear plastic pole and a clamp an action figure stand yes an action figure stand not a doll stand that will hold him up and this base i didn't know if it came with the original i've got a funny story to tell before they announced the iron man mark ii special version the last iron man for me to get was the mark ii and i'd gotten the mark one but the mark ii was elusive on ebay i finally broke down and bought him and it took forever to ship. And I'm emailing the guy. He's like, death in the family. I Again, I have the worst luck with anything. If I buy something from you on eBay, someone you know is apparently going to die because it takes forever for me to get anything from eBay sellers because there's a death in the family. So, <laughs> so if you ever see your shipping to Arnie in Springfield, watch out for a relative. <laughs> And How about just not buying eBay anymore because it seems to not work out for you? Well, where else would I have gotten this piece? So he says finally, because nowadays eBay sellers are kind of screwed. If you leave them negative feedback, eBay will not let them sell anymore. And if people do something wrong, like I bought a superhero squad figure and they jammed the thing in the package and I bought it mint on card intentionally. And when it got to me, it wasn't mint on card. Those people bent over backwards and gave me full shipping refunds and everything. So I, as long as I promised to not leave negative feedback because it would kill their business. So this guy, apparently, he wanted me to leave positive feedback. He said, I'm going to throw in something extra for you. And so I get Mark II, and I'm taking him out, and I'm like, oh, look at this. And it has a base just like this, only silver. And I'm like, I didn't know it came with this. But then I email the guy. I go, where's the extra thing? He's like, that base. It doesn't come with that base. That base is something extra. I have no clue where that base came from, but it's this exact base with light-up features and everything, only instead of white, it's silver on top. So they must have released that with a previous hot toy, possibly one of the Iron Men that I own and haven't opened yet. Hmm. But it's a cool base. I really like it. This is going to be my display. I don't know why you'd ever use the Iron Man logo stand unless you are just so insistent upon every one of your figures is on an identical stand. But... This is the accessory that he's going to be posed with in my house. Nice. Yeah, I kind of wish I had some of those. Do the do the feet snap into them so it's nice and secure? Unfortunately, no. They just kind of stand on them. Yeah, I, he'll stand there real well. There's no like latch. There's a couple of little hooks on the base that you. I wonder if maybe an Iron Man would fit in or something. But with War Machine, it doesn't snap. But he stands really well on it. But again, if minor earthquake or you bump a cabinet or you drop something like a dictionary on the floor, what's a dictionary? <laughs> how would you drop if you're on dictionary.com? How would you drop it? exactly? <laughs> 
for my photos, I did most of the photos without the stand, but for putting in my display cabinet, I, I prefer to know that he's not going to fall over. It does kind of suck that he's a good $40 more than the last war machine, and you're losing a head but getting the base. Yeah, I don't know if the base is worth all that. Did you get all the same hands? Did you get the fist hand, the open hand, the articulated hands? There were two sets of hands, fist hands and articulated hands. And the fist hands, those are the only accessories that are going to just stay in the box because the articulated hands have light-up palms. He's got light-up palms, light-up arc reactor, light-up eyes. Yeah, I dig how it's the red eyes and everything. That's a, it's a neat feature on that one. I read somebody on the Hot Toys Facebook page going, the only reason that they're releasing this is, and the only reason people are going to buy it is because it's the way to get the red light for War Machine that people wanted. <laughs> May very well be. I have to say that, and I don't know if this is just mine, but the center light, the arc reactor light, is so unbelievably bright. And one of his hands is very bright. One of his hands and his eyes are fairly dim. But I think it works for him. I think it's a good look. But, like, when I was taking pictures, if I had that arc reactor light on, you could barely tell the other lights because of the exposure levels. Yeah, the arc reactor lights are always pretty darn bright. But I would think the hands would be about the same brightness from one to the other. I wonder if maybe just how the hand attached or something, maybe one of the fiber optic filaments or some, whatever they use to... Pipe the light in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a technical term, guys? Pop, pipe the light? No, actually, <laughs> yes, it is. There's a light pipe to oh. the thing. I know this from a Jawa I used to own. Oh. <laughs> He's got a ton of articulation on him, though. Because of his shoulder pauldrons, it's kind of hard to move his arms into dynamic ways. He's a little tricky to move, but he's got like three points of foot articulation and Two points of knee articulation, hip articulation, shoulders, elbows, wrists, all kinds of articulation for an armored figure that is really cool. You just got to be careful about how you move him. Yeah, you got to be a little bit ginger with him. You know, the like you said, it's got all the articulation, but some of it I feel like you can't use. Like, I didn't really have all that much problems with the shoulder because that it's kind of on a springed hinge. You can pop his shoulder out a little bit and it moves up and down for you. But I feel like his ankles don't give enough, you know, either way for him to really get any dynamic leg movements going on. Yeah, I mean, the best I – but he's War Machine. He's not Spider-Man. So, exactly. So <laughs> he's intended to be a tank, a walking tank. So I think the best thing I can do is armor the hell out of him and leave him posed for battle. I would just leave gap. him – I mean, you just have to have him stand there. Mm -hmm. I like the articulated fingers. I wish you could – I wish it was one more point of articulation so you could just ball them into fists. But you don't have any other hands except those two sets. I often think, as we've said before, Hot Toys overships the hands anyway. Yep. Too many hands in the kitchen. So, honestly, my end result is I really like him. But he's not screen accurate, he's not iconic, and he's just a repaint. So he's an easy one to skip if you're on the fence, too, like you were, Justin. Yeah. Seeing these pictures, I can appreciate it. It hasn't done anything for me jumping out of my movie-only mindset, though. Yeah, I mean, I still think that where the stealth armor Iron Man is going to be a lot harder because it is so unique and it's its own sculpt. This is a variant repaint that I could see for many people being as easy to skip as the unpainted or all gray paint variants that they do at San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. 
I like him. I think he's going to help fill out, you know, so that I don't have quite so many Iron Man only armored figures because there's a lot of Iron Men now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I can't say this is a figure you have to have. I like him a lot, though. I love the base, though. I do like that base. I want to research that base more. I'm hoping that after Toy Fair, what we can do is I've got some cabinets I'm going to put my hot toys in, and I've not opened a lot of mine. I'm hoping that maybe once per show we can do a hot toy and go back and look at the Ghost Rider and Thor and Cap and all of those. How do you feel about that, Marjorie? Um, I've already owned them, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is, I mean, it's not like this is new. This is what happened after my gift last Christmas. <laughs> We've got a whole sh- year's worth of show of reviews. <laughs> Ready to roll. So, so yeah, he is still available on Sideshow's website right now. I did mention a paint error, I think, that on his foot. He's a very weathered figure anyway, but on his on his foot on mine, it looks like there's some schmutz or something, like, where the dark paint didn't cover and, like, there's a silver base underneath of it that came through. And so I may be sending him back for a replacement without that damage to his foot because... I don't try to be anal. I don't look for problems, but when you're paying $230 for something, don't you want it to be right? I might not care if it was a Hasbro figure. Yeah, but at that price, you want to make sure you're happy with it. Yeah, and I went and checked their gallery photos. I don't see it there. I've contacted their people, and again, bought it straight from Sideshow. (laughs) Worry-free. And that is our show for this week. We will be live on tape from New York next time. Justin, you're going to be holding down the fort and helping our new photo editor, Jeff, out with, you think there were hundreds of pictures this week. Ooh, just wait. Yeah, Toy Fair is... This will be our second Toy Fair going to look at Marvel stuff. But it's, oh, come on. I've always looked at Marvel I stuff. I know. If you guys want something really fun, I will link from the Marvelicious homepage to one of the Star Wars Action News video podcasts we did. And this was way back in... 2008, where the year Iron Man and Hulk came out, we did a video podcast and felt like we had to... I've always looked at this Marvel stuff, and I think that was my first foray, is when we were covering so much of it and covered the Hulk and Iron Man that year as well as part of our video coverage. It's kind of a intro guide to Toy Fair, as well as looking at what the toys of 2008 were. We talk about the Indiana Jones and the Hulk paint fists when those were new and had statues of it. There's a lot of, if you're into the kind of older toys and want to go back, you can check that out. It's episode 131 of Star Wars Action News, and it has quite a bit of Marvel. It's like a Marvelicious prequel. So, until next time, true collector, make mine Marvelicious. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. 
Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. I can't believe you took 200 Marvel Legends figures. Then again, I took 300 War Machine pictures. <laughs> I took 600 pictures already. <laughs> you took 600 pictures? Yeah. I mean... There's a lot of stuff to look at. Holy crap. We're going to have to make a YouTube video of this at some point. You know, <laughs> whenever buying hot toys, please remember, Sideshow Collectibles is the only authorized reseller in the United States. <laughs> Here's Arnie with a tale of woe. <laughs> I find it weird on her that she has a belly button that's visible through her outfit. <laughs> I think you said the same thing about, about Black Widow when we were looking at that, too. <laughs> maybe it's not an outfit, but maybe it's perhaps just body paint. Yes. <laughs> that's how it comes off. And she's got little pasties on. As you say, but that raises the question of where are her nipples then? Pasties. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Sing the song, Arnie. Ghost Rider. No, not that song. I'm a ghost rider. Ghost rider. With his pen and stare, he can soon me through and through. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> nice. Why is he blue? <laughs> what? What did I say? Not Nothing, there. it was me. Oh. I made an obscene gesture not realizing the cam was on. Oh. You're lucky I was playing with my Terrax and didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> I thought since I thought we were just watching ourselves, which is weird. And I can't see him, so Yeah, he never turned on his cam. So why is ours on? I don't know. I could take off my pants if ours wasn't on. <laughs> don't let me stop you. I mean <laughs> I think that Comic Sans has more enemies than fans, though. <laughs> have you seen the documentary? No, I haven't seen the documentary, but I used to have a boss that insisted that all me- emails be sent to her in Comic Sans blue 12-point font. Yeah, the next email she would have got from me would have been my resignation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. We watched a movie... Last night, that was actually funny. It was uh, Friends with Benefits. Oh, that's actually good. It is. Yeah. I love Woody Harrelson. What font did you use? Times New Roman. Oh, Times New Roman. That is great stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with that movie. <laughs> I was too. I expected an ad, but it was the way it made fun of like stuff we know, like movies that pretend to be in New York and things like that. And yeah. going to New York like we're about to for Toy Fair, I was really able to appreciate that. <laughs> This would be the part where they played a song that they want to sell the soundtrack with that, <laughs> that has no bearing on the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys were talking about the fonts, it reminded me of Woody Harrelson from there. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> and now it's time for our... Bum, I think we should just do all of our intros like that. Just you and I and Justin do them. <laughs> And then Ed flash the shirt. I gotta make sure my shirt stays down. (laughs) Woohoo! It's like being in in college. (laughs) Um. Oh, who's the one bald guy who dumped Cheryl Crow? Lance Armstrong. The bald guy who dumped Cheryl Crow. (laughs) The one bald guy. Not the one. I, I know, guy. I know. I, the I, one bald guy. guy. That's I'm really confused. I'm like, that's what I thought has too. Hair. I know. The unibald guy is what you meant to the, say. The unibald guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got almost a day glow purple and a day glow green, green glow going on here. Can you restate that? <laughs> no, I don't know if I can. <laughs> And things that'll be... Uh, I have no good transition here. Anyone got a segue? I have to pee. <laughs> News from the web. <laughs> I say we leave that in. <laughs> no better segue than that. Backs of his knees are metal and they look ribbed for bendability <laughs> not for her pleasure it's the kneeling armor <laughs> yes it's ribbed so he can kneel what is a better word than ribbed <laughs> bifurcated no. no that would be only if it goes two ways uh corrugated yeah mm. nah, it's too cardboardy yeah segmented segmented that would be a good yeah, I bet Thor doesn't bathe. I'm, I mean, let's think about that. He's foreign, first of all. <laughs> he just looks like he doesn't bathe. That's kind of what works for him, isn't it? I do not think he is attractive. He does nothing for me. Well, you've never smelled him. That might change your mind. I imagine that he smells vaguely reminiscent of, I was going to say, linen and maybe garlic. <laughs> I was thinking like turkey and beer. Turkey and beer, yeah, I could see that. But linen, because he probably has, you know, fine things in his home, in his castle, wherever Thor lives. But he probably just, he looks like he eats a lot and has all those food smells in his hair. <laughs> Delicious. Justin, would you like to introduce Jerry? Would I like to, or should I? Yeah, no, I can. Um. <laughs> Justin, introduce Jerry. <laughs> How do I segue out of that? All right. You wouldn't mind that, would you, Justin, if I did that? Like, dug him out? Oh, sure. Ask him, but not me. That'd be cool. Okay. Because I got to photograph him. It's like, I can't photograph more than one every other week anyway. They take too long, and it's my way to play with my That's because you guys can't take less than 200 photos. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seriously, you just need a few shots. You don't need it's not everyone's first birthday. I feel like for every dollar an item costs, we should take at least one picture. Very true. Oh, me now. Jesus. All right, I got to go, Justin. Um <laughs> Nice. I have this rule of never saying no. I'm really easy. <laughs> All right. I think we're done anyway, aren't we? Let's wrap her up. You know, I've always looked at this Marvel Thank stuff. You for subscribing. <laughs> it's like a Marvelicious prequel. So until next time, true collector. Make mine Marvelicious. Have a good week. No, it's yeah. I don't do that. Oh. <laughs> I refrain from the yes. Yes, I don't do that. <laughs> and stop recording.